Hello, hello, Free Rocky Nation. Welcome back. This is your host, Amanda, and my sidekick. Austin, my name is Austin. And we are bringing today's Season 1, Episode 37, Commissary and Budgetary Issues, to you. Yeah, we're doing it for everyone. Let's listen to it. I hope you've had time to peruse our Patreon page at patreon.com slash free rocky nation. I have a post on that page about the rally. Read, review, comment, and donate. Don't forget about the free merch that comes with your monthly pledges. So many issues have come up this week. Let's discuss the commissary. There is a lot to unpack here. In March of 2022, IDOC Director Jeffries decided that IDOC needs more educational programs to ready inmates for the real world. He actually requested $1.6 billion for the IDOC 2022 budget, which is a 6% increase from 2021. A link to an article about that meeting is listed in this transcript. So where is this money coming from? First, we have a population shrinkage. IDOC population has decreased from 38,000 in 2019 to 27,000 today. At $22,000 per inmate per year, that is almost a quarter of a million dollars put back into the state budget. Secondly, we have facility shutdowns. Currently, IDOC Director Jeffries is looking to shut down the majority of Pontiac and Vandalia, which would free up $12 million of taxpayers' dollars. In order to execute the educational programs, IDOC facilities need major upgrades to technology, physical structures, and need to hire new staff to teach classes. IDOC is also in legal limbo with the cases Rochelle versus Walker and Lippitt versus Gardenias. I talked about Lippitt versus Gardenias in season one, episode 16, Wexford Health Sources, Inc. and IDOC. Check out that episode for more Lippitt history. Rochelle versus Walker documented the gross mental health service deficiencies in IDOC. The judge handed down 27 compliance demands. The most important demand is that IDOC recruit and train mental health professionals such as psychiatrists. Considering Illinois' budgetary woes, the money to comply with these demands has to come from somewhere. But where? Now I'm going to report on instances where Illinois is losing money instead of gaining it. The prisoner industry was making all kinds of products and selling them. The prisoner industries are formally known as ICI. In 2020, outside agencies accounted for 15% of ICI's $30 million in sales. Sales began to fall. Jared Brunk, ICI Chief Administrative Officer, decided to, quote, focus on vocational training, end quote. ICI went from generating a little profit to being entirely supported by the state of Illinois, i.e. tax dollars. The industries downshifted to generating products for the prison system alone. Mr. Brunk has yet to offer a clear explanation for how his vocational programs will actually be funded. He has even stated that the previous ICI model was, quote, predicated on sales, end quote, 
and he is, quote, not aware of any other states that have tried this new model, end quote. Do I agree that inmates need real-world experiences and skills prior to being released? Yes. Do I understand Brunk's execution of his vocational programs? No. Let's pour some salt in the wound. Not only are the prison industries entirely taxpayer-supported, the commissary has taken a financial hit as well. Mr. Brunk has decided to standardize what items are available in the commissary. Each security level will have its own approved list of items from which the prison's commissary managers can order. What happens to sales when a limited number of items are available? Sales decrease. What happens when an approved item is not available? No one gets it and sales decrease. Some inmates have reported shortages on laundry detergent lasting months. Did Brunk find another source for the laundry detergent? No. The commissary just lost revenue during those months. Do I agree with the standardization of the commissary? Not really. Do I agree with the timing of the standardization? Definitely not. Does this concept make fiscal sense? Absolutely not. Now I need to clarify something. In my previous podcast, I have mentioned Mr. Bucco, the current commissary manager of Illinois Rivers Commissary. Mr. Bucco explained that Jared Brunk is responsible for all the changes to the commissary. I personally spoke to Warden Clark. She took responsibility for placing limits on the commissary at Illinois River. As for not running the commissary weekly, that is a Clark and Morell issue. Remember Mr. Morell? He is the head of the warehouse at Illinois River and supervisor to Bucco. Now I'm going to read you the email exchange about the commissary between my dad and me. From Larry Harris. Received on May 26, 2022. Subject, commissary update. Hi, sweetie. Buko ratted out his boss today. He stated he was not responsible for the facts I raised in my grievance. Stated, one, Mr. Morell, as the warehouse boss, has reduced the weekly commissary limits, like 12 sodas to 6 sodas and etc. Because he will not order enough to supply the weekly limit. Buko stated Mr. Morell invoked this rule because he no longer wanted the sodas and items stored in his warehouse. Never been a problem with storage space before. Not even when we had the large amount of items in 2020 to July 2021. So his excuse here will not hunt. Never in the history of Illinois River CC Commissary was there a storage issue. Retaliatory acts for First Amendment activity in writing grievances on commissary policy. Nothing else. The weekly shop is being denied by Mr. Morell also. He will not order enough product to shop weekly because of the warehouse storage angle he is working. Both these acts violate my rights to be free from discriminatory policy. All medium security A-grade prisoners are to shop weekly per Mr. Brunk in Springfield. His memo to this fact is posted in the commissary. So this is more retaliation for making him, Mr. Morell, shop us once a week in 2021. No other reason here for was never a storage problem before. Number three, a, quote, class of one, end quote, discrimination claim 
may be sought when the prisoner can prove that he was treated differently than the same classified and housed medium security prisoner. The Springfield Weekly Limits are supposed to be applied to all medium security prisoners, along with the weekly shop directives as posted by Mr. Bronk. Case law here, Borzich versus Frank and Alicia versus Howell. So I guess we must expose Mr. Morell again. Ask the public if they want to pay the convict for this constitutional violation to keep using their tax dollars to replace the lost revenue each month. So there's your podcast on vindictive treatment that violates the law. I wanted to highlight the lack of revenue being generated from commissary sales. Shortages are one thing. You cannot sell what you do not have. Intentionally restricting your inventory is something entirely different. I already mentioned how the prison industries, also known as ICI, are now entirely taxpayer supported. Now the commissary is no longer generating a profit and is incurring losses. In January of 2004, Blagojevich allowed a 25% markup on commissary goods. There is a link in this transcript to an article proving this. Blagojevich's thought process was to get the commissary making a profit instead of being entirely taxpayer supported. Thank you for listening to the Free Rocky Nation. Listen to us on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Pandora, and Spotify. Email us with your questions, comments, or experiences at freerocky at freerockynation.org. Don't forget to visit our blog at freelarryrockyharrisx2.com. Like us on Facebook at Larry Rocky Harris 1959 Buy my dad's books on Amazon. You'll find titles such as Never Ending Nightmare chronicling his sham trial that brought him the 65-year sentence, 100 Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, 100 More Filthy and Raunchy Jailhouse Jokes, and The Prisoner's Guide to Filing a Winning Grievance. Like what you're hearing on this podcast? Support us by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash freerockynation. Because he's my best friend, because he's grandpa, because I do like him, because I don't want him to be in prison forever, because I want him to stay for here for a little bit longer, because I don't want to make him stay there, because I miss him so much, so I thought, I could, I thought he could meet us at our house so that we can make him stay with us so he doesn't have to be in the prison.